Test one, two. We're going to discuss it here. Hey! Oh. Welcome so, back to We Are Just These Guys, you know? Just wanted to make sure everybody knew if you're on the podcast, you can't see this, but, and if you're watching on YouTube, you still can't see this. <laughs> it's too far away. Hold on. If my thing will stretch over there. Tell them what you're doing. Inside this white cup, so it might be kind of hard to see, is a white landslide of goodness <laughs> with a fork. It looks like a truck rolled through there, but it's a fork, right? But that's a fork whip. <laughs> kind of like a kind of like a peanut butter cookie cross. Okay, so what exactly is that that I'm drinking? That is um, Aldi's Light Whipped Cream. Okay, it's not a concoction that you put together with, like, no. knowing you, it no. would be something that would have, like, a protein in it, and maybe a little bit of peanut butter dust. And <laughs> No, I, I did nothing to your coffee today. I haven't done anything to your coffee in a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other than... Well, I've been drinking it, and then every time... Cappuccino and whipped cream. Yeah, sometime throughout the week, I'm like, I wonder what that is. <laughs> but I just feel so good when I leave there. Yeah. It's, it's got to be it the... It shows my blind trust. It's got to be the coffee and not the, the information we're learning. Uh, obviously. <laughs> so my blind trust in you just had me now, just curious. And we'll come back to that real quick, but I want to go ahead and do the coffee thing. And I did doctor your coffee today. Ooh. We'll see. But we'll do the pour. You got to mm. do the pour. So remember, start low, go high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there goes the slide. There goes the whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Melting down in, taking a nice sip, stepping back, making the face. That face that says, oh, my toes feel good. Mm. Hey, you know what I found? I found some <laughs> really good gluten-free raisin cinnamon bread. In your underwear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> I could. Yeah. Well, you've been waiting all week for that. Uh, yes. <laughs> I can't do that to the client. <laughs> yeah. Or the judges. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dr. Parker, can I come up here and testify, please? In your underwear. In your underwear. <laughs> uh, yeah. Order in the court. <laughs> <laughs> you're in contempt it, in my so, underwear yeah you know there's a lot of stuff out there that's gluten-free that's that's not all that good i've come across several things that just weren't they didn't live up to any kind of expectation that it was you didn't buy it at all these did you no i did not no no i got it at dylan's mm. in the frozen section mm-hmm and it's by several uh, different breads that aren't necessarily gluten-free, but they're healthy, natural kind of stuff. But then there was this loaf that was just kind of hanging out over there to the side. And I, if I go to a restaurant and I order, you know, you get to the part where they say, do you want toast? I always say, do you have cinnamon raisin? 
And if they say yes, I'm all over it. Okay, first of all, stop. We got to go back. <laughs> hey, today on Just These Guys, we are going to cover the eight steps to how to change your life. And you, you won't want to miss it. So stay tuned. I have to cut this out, put it back at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now, back to your raisin bread. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that mindless banter of helpfulness <laughs> that we, we just want to give you something. If you're checking out the gluten-free, now, I'll have to go home and take a picture of it and send it to you so you can put it on here. Well, you already explained it when you said bread. Yeah? Yeah. So you know I've, what kind it is? No, but I've bought gluten-free bread yeah. uh, at the uh, farm market, Sure. Hand handmade at home by somebody, and then I bought it at the store, and it is the driest thickest stuff you've ever had sure and now this is not that way it's not no but the key though is to toast it it's, i've not even had a regular piece well i was going to say the key for me has been like a stick of butter no it's not yeah stick it's of butter not. yeah stick no. of butter ton of brown sugar yep <laughs> no you can actually swallow this after you chew it and you're good to go it's got good flavor now you do, of course, have to slather it. You got to bury it in butter. Yeah. <laughs> but you toast it, put a little bit of butter. I add just a little bit, you know, because I have again a mouthful of sweet teeth. I add just a little bit of cinnamon sugar mix that we've got. Too much, but it's good. It really is good. It's a great with your coffee kind of a little breakfasty thing. No, Tish did find another. Uh, remember the donut? You like the donut? I love the donut. Okay, well, what is on par with it? They, uh, Aldi's also makes a gluten-free, uh, what do you call them? Not a cupcake, uh, muffin. Oh yeah. And they have a they have a chocolate muffin. Good. Mm-hmm. Just like any chocolate muffin. I mean, you couldn't have told me gluten-free, non-gluten-free if you had to put taste test in front of me. Wow. But I had one of their blueberry muffins last night. Oh. And I thought about bringing one to you in here for you to sample on the air. And then I thought, no, I only bought one box. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You're generous, but not crazy. Well, I'll go back. Sure. And if they're still there, I'll buy 10 boxes. Yeah. Because this stuff comes in rarely. Dude, I've actually made some special trips to Aldi's specifically to walk over to the, the dessert <laughs> breakfast. I'm assuming that's where it is. There's those donuts are not there. They're I in, think people camp out for them suckers in the uh, frozen food aisle. Yep. There's that refrigerator in the middle. Yeah. And the one closest to the checkout. Um, if you walk in there and you see a big empty spot, that's it. The Lance was there. <laughs> <laughs> How many boxes are you hoarding? No, I only got 10, but after we're down, our supply is dwindling. <laughs> it didn't help Ryan was here. Gotcha, yeah. Well, Ryan only have two, only two boxes. What? <laughs> um, but they are that good. They are. And um, yeah, after the, the, the last experience, when the, the manager told me that they only come in about every six months or something. Can these not be ordered online? And no, I well, I I looked one time and I I have a funny feeling Tish told me she saw them on eBay for like <laughs> twenty bucks. Or something. People I don't are selling them on eBay. That's hilarious. Which is scary because they're frozen. 
Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I would actually order them online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just anybody. trying to come up with any solution. They're good. I, yeah. Um, and it's that, that G-Free Living or something, their brand. Mm. So you, you can't get it. Yep. You can't go over to Walmart and buy them. Uh, right. It's, uh, it's the Aldi's brand. Well, good stuff. All right. I'm excited about this. What so how do you how do you want to do this? It's I know it's a podcast and it'll eventually go on video. Do you want me to draw, or do you want to just discuss it? I I would do both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the draw. is going to stand here in silence and draw. <laughs> nope, Mike, you said draw. I can't talk. No, at the same time. Um, <laughs> On your other video, it was very helpful. The visual is very helpful. Okay, well... Uh, it looks similar to this right here. Oh, hey, you, you got you got the grocery list and the eight steps to change your life all in one. All in one, man. No, this is all what we're talking about today. This. If you want to experience change in your life... Pay attention. We will just jump right in. Um, for the viewer at home who mm. is following along with their notes, what I'm what, what I'm going to do here, uh, so you can hear me, uh, you can later watch it on video if you want, but I'm going to draw some circles on a piece of paper, but I'm going to start at the bottom and work backwards. Okay? I wanted to get a big picture of the situation. You know who I'm talking about? Right. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Yes. Well, that's, the, that's the look I always give you when you ask me questions. <laughs> and what yeah. I wanted to do is I wanted to put, this guy is actually, his celebrity name is The Situation. That is Situation. Yeah. Okay. And I wanted to put it up here in the background, and I knew you wouldn't know who it was, <laughs> and leave it up there. And the whole time, not tell you and have you wonder, what is who is this? Who is this? And at the end, I'll be like, that's the situation that needs to change. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to listen. Only respond if needed. Well, I was say, it's, it's so good. It's it kind of boring if it's just me. I know, but just get your flow on. And I'm telling you, everybody, if there's any situation in your life that you want to change, just Perk your ears up and pay attention because first circle, bottom third quadrant, 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 bottom third quadrant. Uh, first circle, label it situation or circumstance. You know what, what, whatever, whatever word describes the situation. But we in our life, and this is everybody. This is this is everybody. Whether you're in therapy, uh, first time at church, <laughs> mm -hmm. this is every single person out there drinking beer in the garage, having that conversation. Everybody is not happy with their circumstance. They have found themselves in a situation, right, that they're not happy with, and so they endeavor to change that. And so. We're, we're all looking to change our situation and circumstance in life. Now, the way we've been going about it all these years has failed us. So shout out, this is not mine. Nothing is mine. I am not that smart. 
Creflo Dollar came up with this in his book, uh, How to Change Your Life. Great book. I read the book. This eight-step model is perfect for what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. So you find yourself in situation and circumstances you want to change. Now, if you want to change your situation and circumstances, you have to recognize how you got there. Now, the beauty of this model uh, for the viewer, for the listener, what this will do is it will explain how you got to your situation. And then we'll walk back through it again, how to change the situation. And then we'll walk back through it a third time with a nice little bonus round that really um, you're, you're going to love. So you are in. And you're going to do all that on this one podcast? In less than 30 minutes. Yeah. And then we, we should do it again next week. We'll keep doing it. Yeah. Every week. It's, yeah. So you're in the situation. Well, how did you get in this situation or circumstance? And if you're wanting to change your situation or circumstance, you have to change what got you there. Mm -hmm. And what got you there, bubble before the, first, the last bubble, is your character. You know, your character... Um, how people see you, how they know you, how you know yourself, your character is what leads to your situation and circumstances. Well, if you want to change your character, you know, you can't just become a new person overnight. So how do you change your character? Well, your character is comprised of a whole lot of habits. You do a lot of things habitually throughout the day, autopilot, automatically. You are doing these same things over and over and over again. It is your habits that then form your character, and it is your character that leads to the situations and circumstances you are in. So if you're wanting to change a habit, well, how do you change a habit? Well, you recognize that a habit is comprised of a whole lot of little behaviors. So if I'm wanting to change a habit, I have to break the habit down into a bunch of behaviors and then start looking at targeting specific behaviors to change because as I change my behavior, I'll begin to change my habits. As I change my habits, I'll begin to change my character. And as I change my character, I will begin to change the situation and circumstances of my life. So if I'm wanting to change a behavior, then I have to recognize, and now we draw a line back up to the middle of the page on the right-hand side, and we recognize that our behavior is the result of the decisions we make. I decide to do these things. I decide to do each and every behavior. So if I'm wanting to change my behaviors, well, I'm going to have to change how I make decisions and the decisions I make. So if I change my decisions, I'll change my behaviors. If I change my behaviors, I'll start to change my habits. As I change my habits, I'll start to change my character. As I change my character, my situation will begin to change. So how do you change the decisions you make? Ugh. Well, where do decisions come from? And decisions are the result of your experiences. You know, the experiences you've had in the past and everything, but they come together that in this moment, what you are experiencing then leads to that decision. And 
the largest part of your experience in any given moment is an emotion. And so as I'm feeling certain ways, I will then make certain decisions. So if I'm wanting to change the decisions to behave a certain way so I can change my habits, then my character, and thus my situation, I have to learn how to change my emotional experiences. Well, how do you do that? Well, your emotional experiences are the result of how you think. Mm-hmm. How you think leads to what you feel. How you think leads to what you feel, which then drives the decisions you make to do certain behaviors. They become repetitive. You start forming habits. That forms your character, and then that leads to your situation. So if you're wanting to change how you think, well, how do you do that? So to change how I think, and now we draw a line back up towards the top of the page, one bubble on the right. We have to change our environment. The environment we are in forms how we think. Now, yeah, the environment can be where you're living. The environment can be where you go to work. It can be that physical environment. It can be the friends you hang out with. Yeah. The way that I thought about this as I was uh, checking all this out is the environment is the door that you are opening to let whatever it is in. Right. And that now, now it's in. Yes. In your mind. In your mind. In your, whether and physical, mm-hmm. your physical environments, your mental environments, your emotional environment, everything. Yeah. And this is, this is everything. This is everything you are exposed to physically. Mm-hmm. And mentally. So, yes, if you're drinking and using drugs, that's part of the environment you are creating physically. If you are going to bars, that is the environment you are exposing yourself to physically. If you're hanging out with certain people, you know, they say if you're going to lay down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. The people you hang out with are an environment that their way of thinking, they're exposing you to it. Mm-hmm. And so peer pressure, that kind of stuff starts to come into play. And everybody else is doing it. Why can't I? You know, But the ex- environment that I'm really particularly interested in focusing on per se is your mind. Mm-hmm. Because the, the physical environments we're in, we're, we're actually, what's important about those is what we're exposing our mind to, other people's opinions, other, and you know, Look at all those fancy cars there at the bar. You know, they got nice cars. Why don't I have a nice car? We start, as we start thinking, our environment is going to lead us to think. What kind of YouTube videos are you watching? What kind of pictures are you looking at on the internet? What are you reading? What are you listening to in the morning? Morning environment's really key. First 30 seconds out of bed, what are you thinking about? And what are you choosing to expose your mind to in those first 30 seconds? So, the environment isn't just where you're at physically, but the environment is what you're exposing your mind to. So if you want to change how you think, you have to change your environment. Therapy is an environment. Church is an environment. Uh, bars are an environment. What you put in and out of your body, you know, healthy food, healthy uh, drink, medications, Internet. no medication, Internet, TV, TV, books, all of it. What are you exposing your mind to? What kind of environment are you putting yourself in that will shape how you think? 
as you think, then so you feel. As you feel, then so the decisions you make. And so if I'm wanting to change my environment, then I have to change. And the last bubble, upper left-hand corner, is my identity. Because how I see myself then determines which environments I go to. And the example I always use, which is the one I think you loved. <laughs> Hold on a minute. If Lance sees himself as a redneck, <laughs> well, as a redneck, as that's how, if that's how I see myself, then as a redneck, I'm going to feel comfortable in certain environments and uncomfortable in other environments. So, not that it's bad to be a redneck or good to be a redneck. It's just an example. <laughs> get up against the wall. <laughs> we won't go there. Uh, but yeah, if I see myself as a redneck, yeah, I am going to feel comfortable around a bunch of other rednecks mm -hmm. out in the parking lot, sitting on the back of the pickup, drinking beer. Woo! This is life. Love this. I am not going to be comfortable in yayas in a suit. Right. I'm not going to be comfortable at the ballet. You know, the the I, my personal identity is going to cause me to gravitate towards certain environments and away from other environments. If I see myself as a redneck, I may not feel comfortable getting up and going to church. So if I see myself as a redneck, I'm going to hang out with other rednecks. I'm going to read redneck things, listen to redneck music, which is going to cause me and support my redneck thinking. And as I think like a redneck, I'm going to have redneck experiences. Hey, what are you doing? Stepping on my boot. Oh, you know, so as I think like a redneck, I'm going to have those redneck experiences and I'm going to make those redneck decisions. Here, hold my beer and watch this. Go on, clean it. And as I make those decisions <laughs> to do those redneck behaviors, well, some of them become habitual. And mm. so every Friday night I'm at the, the rodeo, every Friday night I'm drinking beer, every Friday night I'm getting in a fight. Yep. And those habits that I have of dressing that way and doing those things and hanging out in those in pla those places, that's what I become known for. And so my character becomes that of a redneck. And people say, look at Lance, he's such a redneck. And I find myself continually in these redneck situations and circumstances. So there it is, Sunday morning, I'm waking up with a bad hangover, sitting on the front porch of my trailer, looking at my pickup with a flat tire, wondering where the hell my dog is and going, damn, man, how did I get in this situation? Well, I just explained that. And because I'm in that situation looking around at my broke down trick, my truck with my hangover looking for my dog, I then say to myself, man, I am a redneck. And now my situation and circumstances that I'm in feed back into my personal identity. And how I see myself drives the environments I'm in, the way I think, what I feel, what I experience, the decisions I make to make to do the certain behaviors, to form those habits, to develop that character, to continually be in this situation. Now, what the world teaches, what um, probation officers teach, <laughs> what right. parole teaches, what parents teach, what pastors teach, is honorable but impossible. Mm -hmm. 
which is change your behavior. Right. And boy, you got to cool your sixes. You got to settle down. Stop going in bars. Well, behavior change for the sake of behavior change is extremely difficult and nearly impossible to keep up for an extended period of time. New Year's resolution. You're standing there drunk making the resolution that next year I'm going to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the reason for the <clears throat> excuse me recidivism rate in our prisons. But is well, the, the, the the ID well, and the that's identity the identity hasn't changed. If I try to change a behavior, I, you got to remember that why am I doing the behavior? Mm -hmm. Because of the decision making, and so the behavior seems like a good behavior to me. Because of how I feel about things and how I think and, and the whole world I know of other rednecks. And since I'm a redneck and I'm hanging out with rednecks, I'm thinking like a redneck, I'm having the redneck experiences, I'm deciding to do these things, then I have to stop doing them. But every fiber of my being says this is the thing to do. And so I have to suppress behavior. Don't hit them. Don't hit them. Oh, my God. Please just hold me. Yeah, it goes back to the whole excuse that so many of us get. It's just how I'm made. It's just who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Yeah. And so, you know, you get in trouble with your wife, you get in trouble with the law, and they say, you know, you can't drink anymore, you can't fight anymore. And so now you are having to override behaviors that your brain is telling you to do. And so you think, I'm suffering I can't do the stuff I want to do no more. Oh, my God, this is horrible. I can't drink. I can't fight. This, oh. And, and eventually you break and you do the behavior. You fall back into the old habits and people see you for who you are. Mm -hmm. There you go. I knew he was a redneck. I knew he couldn't stop drinking for that long. And I'm back in the same situation over and over and over again. Yep. So how do we change all of that? Instead of focusing on the behavior, the behavior is the natural outcome of everything else. The mm -hmm. behaviors lead to the habits, the character, and the situation. So if I'm wanting to change the situation and circumstances of my life, I start at the beginning and I change my identity. I go back to the top because if I see myself as a redneck, it makes sense to go hang out with other rednecks and to look at redneck things and listen to redneck music. Now, in the beginning, this is the this is the tricky part, and where some of the four fundamentals start to fig, you know figure in here. I see myself as a redneck. I don't like mm -hmm. my situation and circumstances. Okay, well, what would you like? How would you like life to be? How would what you know? What is your idea? Are you really a redneck? You know, what kind of person do you want to be if not a redneck? Do you want to be a good dad? Do you want to be a good husband? Do you want to be a good employee? Do you want to be a responsible citizen? How do you want to be? And the moment that clicks in your mind that I want to be a, a good husband, now you see the environments differently. Well, if I want to be a good husband, am I going to achieve that by going to the bar on Friday night with my buddies? Or am I going to achieve that by stopping at the, the pizza joint on the way home, picking up pizza, going home, playing with the kids? Mm. If, if I decide I want to be a good husband, 
I, I write that down. This is who I want to be. Now I stop and think, well, where do good husbands go? What do good husbands read? What do good husbands listen to on the internet? What kind of pictures do the good husband look at on his phone? Mm-hmm. If I want to change the circumstances and situations of my life, then I start by changing my personal identity. And as I change my identity, I now feel attracted to new environments. And I, I, I'm, I start to gravitate towards those new environments and gravitate away from the old environments. I don't want to go to the bar anymore. I want to go with my wife and go shopping. <laughs> Ooh, that's some change right there. <laughs> but you get my drift. And as I yeah. start going to these new environments, reading the different things, watching the different YouTube videos, whatever it is, I start to think differently. Mm-hmm. I start to think more like a good husband thinks. I start to value my wife. I start to value my home. I start to value my kids. And as I think differently about my life, I start to have different experiences. So, boom, that's a, that is a huge turn right there. Because always before it was my feelings controlling how I thought. Yes. Instead of boom, turning that around. Yeah. And then now the way you are thinking is dictating the way you feel and dictating your experiences. And well, if I see myself as a redneck and I enjoy redneck environments and I'm still thinking like a redneck, but I'm forcing myself to stay home and not go to the club with my buddies, you know, not go out hunting, you know, not go drinking beer on a Saturday afternoon out at the Mike's garage. Mm-hmm then I suffer. That's my experience because I I see myself as a redneck hunter mechanic. No, I can't go to the, I can't go to hang out with my buddy. My wife won't let me. But if I see myself as a husband and a father, then I want to be at home and I don't want to be out drinking on a Friday night and going hunting on Saturday. I, I, I start to think differently. I start to want different things and so on a Friday night when I'm home with the kids and we're eating pizza, I feel good. I don't feel bad because I'm not out drinking with my buddies. I'm having fun. My experience changes as my thinking changes. As I experience this is fun, I start making the decisions to do the things that good husbands do, that good, dad, good dads do. And I start to form those new habits where I'm getting up every morning and making my wife a cup of coffee and I'm coming home after work and I'm doing the dishes and I'm getting the kids and taking them outside. I start doing those new habits because I'm making the decision to do the new behavior, which then starts to form the new habits and people see this change in my character. So, wow, look at Lance, man, he's turning into a good guy over there. (laughs) And suddenly my situation begins to change. My, my, checkbook is balanced. My wife is happy. My kids are happy. I sort of, you know, my boss comes to me and says, Hey, would you like a promotion? How did the promotion come about? How did the happy marriage come about? You know, too many of us think of it as formulaic. Well, if I unload the dishwasher and I do this and I do that, then my wife will be happy. Yeah. And it don't work that way. And so to change your situation, you got to change how you see yourself Decide what the new identity is. Start exposing yourself to the new environment. Start thinking a new way. A good environment, if you're wanting to change your life, if you're wanting to change how you 
think and see things, a good environment to be in is therapy. Mm. Is go to therapy and say, I'm tired of living the way I've been living. I want to live a new way. Help me see things differently. Help me think differently so I can start to have the experiences in life I want to make the decisions to do the things to form the new habits that start to create this new character in me so my life situation and circumstances begin to change. And as my new situation changes, that feeds back into my identity. I say, wow, you know, I really, I really can be a good husband. I really can be a good father. I really can be a good employee because I'm laying that track record now. Now that new experience, that new situation is proof of my new identity. You get it? The craziest thing in the world is considering how simple this can be. Yeah. Not just how simple it sounds and then start thinking, but it's so hard to actually, no, it's really not. It's as hard as you make it. And it, it's as hard as you make it based on who you believe you are. Right. Who am I? If I see myself, I, I'm going to step on toes here, but I love you. If I see myself as a victim, mm-hmm. then my environment is going to follow suit. My thinking will follow suit. My experiences will follow suit. If I see myself as a victim, I'm going to see the environment as threatening, so I may stay home. I'm going to see the environment as threatening, so I'm going to think these people are threats. I have to avoid them, and I'm going to walk around in fear. And because I'm walking around in fear, I'm going to make fear-based decisions to do fear-based things. I'm going to develop these fear-based habits, and I will have a fear-based character and that's how people see me. And as they see me that way, I'm it's because I'm acting that way. And so my life situation is one of, of you know, driven by this fear-based victimhood and then as things happen in my life, then that feeds back in and supports my identity. I I uh, had a, a a a client once who uh, had a PTSD and then from there developed a lot of anxiety about leaving the house. And we were working on that. And it's funny now. It wasn't funny to them at the moment. It's funny to them now. Um, the last time I spoke to them. But they thought they were over all of it. And they walked to the door and they looked up um, and saw the UPS man walking away and freaked screamed bloody murder for five minutes. Mm. They were still thinking in terms of being a victim and having been a victim. And so caught off guard, seeing a strange man leaving the front porch triggered the fear, Mm. which then, you know, I'm just a fearful person and I can't leave this house. And that feeds into their identity. Mm of a victim of something that happened many, 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 many years ago. And it just, this loop keeps going. Wow. And we broke out of the loop. We broke out of the loop by challenging the fears, changing how they think, challenging the fears. So, you know, yeah, your identity, uh, I, I want to be, well, how do you, well, you go to these new environments, you expose yourself to new things and you begin to think differently and, and just left alone, it'll eventually happen 
But that's where therapy can come in and where these four fundamentals come in mm-hmm. is challenge how you think. And I'm, I'm big about, and this is where people kind of get rubbed wrong by me. But if somebody says, I'm just a loser, I will agree with them. Mm-hmm. You are. Mm-hmm. You are a loser. You said you're a loser, so I believe you're a loser. And they look at me. Like, you believe it? Why, why wouldn't I? Yeah. And then I may even challenge the thought. Say, okay, you say you're a loser. Prove it. Mm. Prove to me you're a loser, and I will let you be a loser. If you can prove to me you're a loser, we will end therapy now because if you're a loser, there's no way that I'm ever going to help you and you might as well just go live in your car and be a loser. Now, there's always that moment of silence where did I just screw everything up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're like... (laughs) Well, I don't mean I'm a loser. I mean... (sighs) We're at a crossroad. The lights were red this morning and it frustrated me. (laughs) Okay! (laughs) So, so you're lying to yourself. And mm-hmm. I really try to, to rattle people's thought process at this level because how you think is going to determine that experience. And if your thinking is irrational, if your thinking is being fed by this uh, untrue identity, then that's going to drive your experiences, your decisions, your behaviors, and you're going to have a hard time changing life because you're trying to change behaviors that are being driven by an emotional experience, by an identity, and that identity and that way of thinking and those experiences all dictate this is the behavior to do. And you have to change your identity and you have to change how you think. You have to set that broad goal of I want to be a happy person. I want to be a conqueror. I want to be victorious. I want to be confident. I want to be secure. How do I get there? Well, I got to go to therapy. Well, I got to hang out with smart, intelligent people. I got to hang out with people who've been there and done that before. I got to find me a good support group. I got to listen to good stuff on the internet. I have to begin to change how I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And as that starts to settle in, I begin to experience things differently. And now naturally, I will start to make new decisions about what to do. And it's so funny because after that whole experience, and we had some challenging therapy sessions a few weeks later, walked in, was telling me stuff. And guess what they were telling me without realizing they were telling me? They'd overcome the fear. Just in passing, they're like, yeah, I went outside and I went around the corner and went over and talked to my son who was working on his car. And then I went over and checked the mail and I went back inside and (laughs) my life is so boring. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) three weeks ago, you couldn't open the front door. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, (gasps) you're right. As you change your identity, you change how you think, you change your experiences, your decisions will naturally begin to change to do different things, form different habits, develop a different character, and your situation begins to change. And once you recognize your situation is changing because of the work you have done, that feeds into the new identity. I am a good husband. I am a good father. And so this is a model of how we got to where we're at and how we stay there but it is also the exact model for how to change where we're at and get out of the situations we keep finding ourselves in. <laughs> so psychologically, I, I think this is a brilliant model and I'll show it to clients sometimes, you know, kind of depending on where they're at with what we're doing is like, this is how, this is the model we're working inside of 
this is why these four fundamentals are so important, changing how you think. And, you know, you said earlier, it, it can be that simple. Who else said that? As part of the reason I showed that two-minute video is 11 million people watching Jocko just totally impressed with him and they don't get it. He's in 10, 15 second clip right in the middle. He tells you the new way of thinking. And then he says, that's it. And you're like, what, what, what's it? What's it? I missed, I missed it. What was it? <laughs> you have to listen to the video again. You're like what, what, what's he talking about? What, what was it? That's it. And they think the last part, you know, the get up, dust yourself off, reload, re-engage, you know, attack. They think that's it. That's not it. Right. That becomes possible when you can do what he was saying do just before the that's it. Mm -hmm. The before the that's it is the four fundamental. Something happens, good. Saying, I don't have any control over that. I can't change what just happened. It's a sarcastic good. Mm -hmm. We just got in an auto wreck. Good. <laughs> uh, it's going to give me a chance to meet my insurance agent. <laughs> I, but I can't change what just happened. I can't change what other people do. That's mm -hmm. fundamental number one. Mm -hmm. And then everything else he says is a positive way of thinking about a specific set of circumstances. And two, three, and four are how to begin to think that way. And who else said that? Uh, one Jesus. One individual, yep. And... You told Someone me once that, a long time ago, if I ask what has nuts <laughs> and is furry, yeah. the answer is Jesus. Furries <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is nuts for the winter. <laughs> if you it's wake Jesus. up in church and I'm asking you a question, you're not going to go wrong shouting out the answer, Jesus! It's a safe bet. <laughs> the answer is always going to be Jesus. <laughs> But yes, Jesus said it, and Paul was obviously very influenced by Jesus, and Paul says, you're a new creation. You are a new creation. The old is out, the new is in, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And that is where this model is important for Christians, mm -hmm. because how many people do you know have talked to who see themselves as a sinner? Mm-hmm. How many times have I reinforced that from the stage? We're Let's all not even talk sinners about that. Saved by grace. We're in a hospital for yeah. sinners. <laughs> now you could certainly interpret certain scriptures that would lead you that direction. However, the reality is, with Christ in you, you are a new creation. That is the truth. You are the righteousness. Boom. Of God. You are. A co-heir mm -hmm. to the throne mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ. Sinner to saint. Who? And yeah, so starting there, and I believe that's what keeps nine and a half out of ten people from passionately pursuing a relationship with the church, with the body, because they still look at themselves in the same old situation. With the same old identity, dealing with the same old crap, instead of having the new identity in Christ.
And, and that was the sole purpose of the book I wrote. It, you know, for the, for the lay person, for the secular reader, yes, these four fundamentals are the best way to think, to get control of your thinking, to take control of your life, to create happiness and joy, to be effective, to be successful. These four ways of thinking are the way to go. These are four ways of thinking of Jocko. Mm-hmm. Just broken down into the micro nuts and bolts of how to build that mentality. Yep. But this is also the critical way to change how you think that Paul was talking about. Yep. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed. What are we transforming from and to? In the movie Transformers, a car becomes a robot. Mm-hmm. So as Christians, we are to transform, and you hit it on the head, from the sinner to the saint, which you have done been made mm-hmm. once you accept Jesus as your Savior. Yep. So once you accept Jesus as your Savior, the old man is gone, the new is here. You are now, not Lance's opinion, but written down in the Bible, you are now the righteousness of God. You are holy, you are perfect, you are blameless in Christ. You have been made a co-heir to the throne with equal to co-heir, pity pity, mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. And that is so bizarre, it sounds sacrilegious to say it out loud, but that is the truth. And so we are to transform from how we see ourselves. Right. We spent 30, 40 years living as a sinner. So you get dunked one day and you don't suddenly, hey, look, I'm perfect now. So you have to transform. You have to begin changing how you think. And that is where this model comes in because our identity, if we see ourselves as a sinner saved by grace, then we're still going to be attracted to those sinner environments. We're still going to want to go to the bar. We're still going to want to drink. We're still going to want to do all those things. But um, we have to override it. But I can't be doing that. I have to set a good example for the children. So the question that I'm pondering in my mind, thinking about my own situation, situations, certain things in my life that I want to see change, uh, is in literally everything that I do, I can ask myself the question, well, is that is that more sinner or more saint? Even thinking that way, is that sure. more sinner or more saint? Uh, when the alarm goes off in the morning, the very first decision that I make, this might not be the greatest example, but... No, it's perfect, morning time. It is a decision... Is, it, is this decision to hit the snooze button more sinner, which I would say uh, sluggard, <laughs> lazy, <laughs> or more saint? God has a great plan for me today. Sure. Let's go get it. And it, and it help, is a tremendous help with the <clears throat> very first decision of my day being a procrastination decision. Well, so that develops the habits that leads to the habits where I'm laying there, and now I've just wasted another half an hour to 45 minutes, and I, I could be off running and being productive and changing some of the things that I want to 
some of the decisions that lead to the behaviors like taking that time to spend some time in the word or some, if I've got uh, goals that are fitness related, uh, family related, uh, finance related, whatever they are, I can actively pursue those instead of starting the day out with a decision to stay where I'm at. Right. And, and that, that you're right, right there first thing in the morning, that sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. Now, 12-2, transformed by the renewing of your mind, so you may know yeah. and test God's perfect will for your life. Because we have three voices in our head all the time. We have ours, mm-hmm. we have Satan's, and we have Jesus, yep. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so at any one given time, three options are kind of being presented to us. Roll over and go back to sleep. Was that Lance, who's tired and physically worn out? Is that Satan saying, you know, waste the morning? Or is that the Holy Spirit saying, Lance, you've earned some time off. You've been working hard. Why don't you just uh, lay in bed and rest and enjoy living the Sabbath? Got a beautiful bed, beautiful room. Lay still. Yeah, I, I get that. But that's rarely the case for me. And it may be that it is a lazy decision. I have things for you to do today. And if you're not listening and entertaining that voice, then that decision, yes, that's a a lazy, yeah, I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm talking about myself personally. I'm not um, trying to bash the uh, snoozers society. No. I've been the president of the snoozers club for a long time, but that has always set the tone like you said, for my day. It really has. It's never really truly benefited me. That little tiny little extra, because the reality is I don't go back to sleep. I lay there and I think, and then if I'm honest with myself, I'm thinking in in negative things that I am avoiding. I'm laying there because I'm avoiding getting going because there's something that I'm battling. So I'm just being honest about my situation that's going all the way back to changing how I think about who I am and taking off and headed off to where we're going. And so I need therapy. No, you're right. <laughs> when I first started getting this, understanding it, it was, it was you know, late in life. It was 2015, it was 2016. It was when I started to really kind of understand 2014, 15, 16 is a big transformation in how I thought. Mm-hmm. And so I would wake up at 6 a.m. I've always woken up at 6 a.m., but then try to go back to sleep and just kind of fight it. But after that point, once I wake up at 6 a.m., ideas started to come to me about what I could be accomplishing that day. Mm. You know, and get up and go run, get up and go walk, get up and go work out. You got time right now before work. Mm-hmm. Get that done, get it out of the way. And as those ideas came to me, they weren't my ideas. <laughs> well, I could get up and go walk. I, you know, I could walk until I could run, and, and then eventually I'll be running. And then, hey, that'd be great. I could run at least a mile every morning and do some. And it just started to snowball until, you know, now I wake up in the morning, and I'll listen to the news and get ready for work, and I'll get all my administrative stuff done. Sometimes I come down here and get a little editing done. Sometimes I, I get a little guitar practice in. But Every time I wake up in the morning, the first thought in my mind is about what all I could accomplish today. Mm. And, and that transformation was only possible because I began to realize that 
he did not create me to punish me. He did not create me to, to see myself as a lazy sluggard. He, how does he see me? Lance, you are perfect. You are holy. You are blameless. I knitted you in your mother's womb. I put every single hair on your head. I have created, he created me for a purpose. So now I can't get that question out of my head. What is my purpose what is my purpose this morning? What is my purpose today? What does he want me to do? Does he want me to turn left, turn right? Does he want me to go down ridge or go down? You know, it's that constant. Like this morning, you walked in, you saw I'd kills the ceiling, mm-hmm. and I explained to you why I'm going to do two coats. Which is why everybody that's watching, his <clears throat> arm is white <laughs> in spots. I've been painting. Um, but once the guy said, you're really going to need two coats of kills because the yellow will bleed through one. Well, now it's in my head. I, that's never going to leave my mind. So there will be two coats of kills on the ceiling. And once that thought came into my mind, what is my purpose today? I can't get that thought out of my head. Well, I won't tell you it needs three. Well, <laughs> as I changed my identity, mm-hmm. then I wanted to get up and go to church. Mm-hmm. Then I wanted to listen to more Creflo Dollar. I wanted to listen to Joyce Meyer. I wanted to read the Bible. As I changed how I saw myself, I wanted, I gravitated towards new environments. I began breaking scriptures down, trying to read them and study them. That began changing how I think. And that led to new experiences. Things that used to excite me don't excite me anymore. Right. Things that I ran away from in the past, I now run towards. I'm making different decisions to do different things. I've developed different habits. I have a different character. And the situation in my life has changed completely. The image that I just had in my mind was um, all of the decisions that we so often make are like the difference between trying to swim from one uh, shore to another. Let's just say it's a mile Versus literally walking on top of the water to the other side. Right. The amount of energy that you would exude and how much easier it is just to be right on top of it. Sure. And the only way that you're going to be on top of it is in Christ. Dang. If this is working as well for everybody else as it is for me inside, I'm, I'm... the energy that I have exuded making the same decisions and relying on myself for mm-hmm. so long has almost caused me to drown. Uh, yeah, you feel you're working so hard to accomplish something. You feel like you're drowning. You feel like you're all alone. You're sinking like Peter, mm-hmm. holding your hand up, and he's like, dude, <laughs> yeah. yeah, leave a little faith. You know, come yeah. on. It's easier just to walk on the water. Let's focus. Come with me. Yeah. Hmm. Really good. So that's, you know, a, a crash course overview of it. We'll, we'll keep talking about it and breaking it down more uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. Um, but and, and I'll, on the YouTube video, I'll try to put a, put a diagram up so people can see. Yeah, that's great. What I'm talking about. But yeah, 
Um, if you want to change the situation of your life, if you're not happy where your life is, instead of trying to change, you know, don't move to Kansas City because you want to change the circumstances of your life. Mm-hmm. Because wherever you go, there you are. First step is to challenge and begin to change your identity. Who do you want to be? Who are you actually? And once that gets locked in, then it will make sense to change the environment, which will lead to changing in thinking, which then your experiences begin to change and the decisions you make suddenly become different. You may not even notice that you're making new decisions to do different things, forming new habits, becoming a different character, and suddenly the situation in your life is no longer what it used to be. And you're like, wow, I guess I really am. (laughs) I'll be darned. Yep. It's that simple. Mm. Mm. That's it. (laughs) It's time to quit making mountains out of Mm molehills. He has given us everything we need. Yeah. To make the change. It is it is really, really simple. Mm-hmm. And maybe start just with something, a situation. Sure. Then have to change everything about your life. No. Pick one area mm-hmm. that you know you're struggling in, that you want to change, <clears throat> and try this. Try this model and see what happens. Yeah. Well... Thank you guys for tuning in this morning. Um, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Hope you're getting something out of this. Uh, it's exciting to see the numbers and the new followers and people that are tuning in. It, it's uh, amazing that it's continuing to grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. People don't Thank hear you, the, Lord. Hear the, the opening and go, ah, I'm not listening to these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> So. Just these idiots, you know. Just these idiots. We talked about that once. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, again, if you're still hanging on, if you're still listening, please tell somebody about the show. Uh, send an email link to somebody. Um, obviously, being here at the end, you're getting something. So let other people know about it so they can get something, too. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you next week on Just These Guys, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm Mike. I'm Lance. See you next week.